This is Damon Udicek, and this is the Ideal Money Life Podcast. This is my journey to build a business from zero to $1 million in 12 months. I'm going to experience a lot in the next 12 months. I'm super excited about the journey. I can't wait to share my failures, my successes, and everything in between. All right, let's do this. Good morning. I'm off for my day today. I was able to enjoy my my time off and uh, yesterday afternoon. Rested up a little bit and uh, I was reading on Seth Godin's blog yesterday that uh, over 20 years ago he started his blog. And then about 11 years ago, he started writing daily. Um, and uh, he is, I think the title of the blog post was Streak. And um, he talked about how important it was to have streaks. And that when you have a streak in place, uh, that becomes its own mo- motivation to continue the streak. Which reminded me a story of I heard about Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian. And what he did is he had a calendar, and then every day he would spend time writing jokes. And then he would mark a big red X on the calendar. And his goal was to keep the streak going. And if we look at other people who have had famous streaks, Lou Gehrig obviously uh, had the longest playing streak in baseball until Cal Ripken came along. And then I I would be surprised if anyone uh, will ever break Cal Ripken's um, streak of games played. And then the other streak I can think of is... 56 um, hits in a game, or 56 games where Joe DiMaggio hit had a hit. And remember, the reason I remember that is because I, I think Heinz 57 sauce had a deal with him that he would get some kind of bonus if he hit in 57 games, but that ended up not happening. And so th- that's that's got me thinking about my my own streak with the blog that I'm writing every day. Um, I'm now over. I I originally committed to writing every day for for 12 months, and I believe I started that around July 3rd. Uh, so here I am, a month into it, uh, and I have noticed that pressure that that Seth talks Seth Godin talks about when you've done a streak and so there have been some times in the last week or so where I have felt a little bit tired uh, and then I realized oh I've got to go um, write my blog post and this is in the evening and so then my blog post gets ends up getting written in the evening 
and I've been consistent. So I'm proud of myself for keeping that streak going. Um, there's other streaks that we want to think about in our business. And I'm uh, listening to this book, The Power of Habit. And uh, it's really quite fascinating. I think I'm only two hours into the book. I think it's around 10 hours long. And the importance of harnessing the power of habits, um, one of the things it talks about is um, when we're using our conscious brain, it's a lot of work. And so our brain, and this goes back to survival mode of our brain, is it wants to develop a habit because then it can put the work related to our habits into our subconscious brain where we don't have to think about it because our subconscious brain has a lot more processing power than our conscious mind. Um, we can th think about that. We don't have to think about walking. We just walk. And then I know sometimes I'll be driving and I'll get caught up in my own thoughts. And the next thing I know, I'm at my office. It's because I've developed a habit of driving. And all the... Um, my, my mind processes all the information around driving... And so that um, I kind of go on autopilot for so much of everything in our life. And, I, and it's, it's one of those things that if we recognize habits and use the habits for advantage, we can really get a lot done. One of the things they also talk in the, in the Power of Habit book is that there's really three things that we need in order to form a habit. And they illustrated an example of Febreze, which is the odor eliminator. And the first thing that we need is a cue. Uh, and then the next thing is we need a reward for taking the action. And then the final thing that we need is a craving. And so what they did is they developed this chemical that basically removes scents from um, removes scents from anything, really. The chemical would just absorb the scent and then it would dry up and then the scent would be gone. And they found a lady who was a park ranger, and part of what her job was to capture all sorts of animals. And some of those animals ended up being skunks, and she ended up um, having skunk smell on her. And um, it really was a horrible impediment in her life because people didn't want to be around her because... She was otherwise a nice lady, but she smelled like skunk. And the Febreze uh, odor eliminator ended up removing the skunk smell from everything. 
And what ended up happening is the, you know, the, the ad, the executive marketing executive there at Procter and Gamble thought, okay, now we've got it. So when you smell a bad smell, go and spray for breeze. And so he came up with the cue of the bad smell. And what they've ended up finding is that um, they would, people would spray it. And what ended up happening is that wasn't the right cue. People became desensitized to the smells around them because they were used to it. And they gave an example of a lady with nine um, cats in her house. And the, the marketing scientist went over to her house. They were videoing this too. And they're like, you know, don't you smell you know, the cat smell. And what happened is a lot of these people would use it once or twice and then they then they would put it away. They would use it for peace once or twice and then ended up going to the back of the cleaning closet. And they were, the, the execs there at uh, P&G were just baffled. And then they learned that people had become desensitized by the, their, the natural orders. And so they kept working on it, and they got some other scientists and psychologists involved, um, consumer psychologists, I think is what they were called. And they, they, they observed more people as they were using Febreze. And what they ended up finding was that the people that used Febreze a lot weren't really necessarily looking for a removal of scents, but they really kind of wanted a fresh scent. And it ended up being a little spritz that they sprayed after they were done cleaning. And so so the, the people that um, were using spraying of Febreze as a way to touch off the cleaning and so there was like the last little fresh smell and what ended up happening is people wanted a fresh smell and and so png learned that the right cue was okay go ahead and spray this at the end and it'll give your it'll get rid of life's odors i, th- I forget exactly what the the the, the marketing words that they use but essentially it was a way to finish off a a project and to make the house really smell nice and so instead of removing scents they wanted to have a fresh smell and by the way they did you know Febreze did remove the smells but they also had a little bit of a, a scent in it as well and that fresh scent was what made everything just wonderful for them. So with um, the PNG, with the Febreze example, we're, we're looking to establish habits. So we want to have a cue that signals us to start the habit. Then the next thing we want to have is we want to reward ourselves for the habit. And then somehow there's got to be a craving surrounding that habit. And that craving is the last critical piece to getting the habit formed. 
And so that is where I'm going to end for this morning is think about ways that we can establish habits around the way we do the important things in our business. And by establishing that habit, we have a lot more uh, we have a lot more likelihood of accomplishing our goals and our objectives in business. Have a great day. That does it for today's show. If you enjoyed the podcast, do two things for me, please. One, subscribe to the Ideal Money Life podcast. And two, tell one person about the show. This is a labor of love for me, and I want to get the message to as many people as possible. Thank you for listening. Ideal Money Life podcasts are for general information purposes only and do not create a CPA, tax advisor, investment, or other professional relationship. You should consult your professional advisors before you apply anything you've learned from this podcast. Remember the wise words of Benjamin Franklin, your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. Have a great day.